Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, episode 17. We got 17 of these things. That's kind of outrageous. I didn't realize it was that much until like the other day. I was like, whoa. But yeah, so here we are, episode 17. My name is James. And I'm David. And unfortunately, uh, Joseph couldn't be here this week. I think he was on a secret mission. We, we didn't ask him what it was, but he said it was top secret. So he's there. And um, so it's just going to be the two of us today. So I hope you all are okay with us talking on and on and on. And at first, we were talking at the beginning of the week. And we were like, you know, nothing's really happening in the world of, of Star Wars at all. And it was kind of like, what are we going to do this week? And I was like, oh, we, we could do a commentary or, or something. But then, what was it, the 20th and the 21st? Like, a lot of stuff happened in Star Wars. And uh, so, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about it. It, yeah. it was crazy. I thought we were going to have nothing to talk about. Just minor stories here and there, but... The big report came out from Collider. They said that they confirmed from multiple sources that Lucasfilm has shelved or put on the back burner or whatever you want to call it, the standalone films. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's that that's a crazy knee-jerk reaction to the solo box office. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it at first, I was like, really? I mean... Why Lucasfilm needs to, if anything, make more films and have more stuff in production. Yes. And take their time with it. And I think it it was way too much of a knee-jerk reaction. And that was the 20th. And I went to bed that night, and I was just, like, depressed. And I just felt so bad. Yeah, because you sent me that picture, and it was, like, the Solo logo, but it had question marks in the place where it said Solo, yeah, and it was, like, yeah. Star Wars Story, and it was, like, is this it? Like, could this, could could Lucasfilm just start concentrating only on, like, Nine, and then uh, Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss's, and I was pretty sad, too. <laughs> I was really sad. Thinking. I mean, yeah, it, it made me feel, like, super bad. I was just laying in bed, like, can Lucasfilm actually be going here and yeah. just shelving everything when they got just a huge archive of things they could be doing and then the next day came and Lucasfilm talked to ABC News and they said that no 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 that's not true it was a false story right we have multiple stuff in the works and they didn't say i don't think specifically standalone films but they kind of basically said, yeah, we have standalone still in the works. Mm -hmm. And someone challenged me on Facebook. They said, oh, they haven't announced the standalones yet. And it's like, well, they kind of just did. Yeah, Lucasfilm said, we still have them. Right. So do you think Collider just was was giving out false information or somebody somewhere said, oh, it's all in trouble. And they didn't, you know, they don't, don't expect anything from Lucasfilm. 
but then Lucasfilm was like, "Hey, no, what are you talking about? We st- we're still going ahead with all these movies." It just seemed it was just a weird story for them to kind of put out when none of it was true. Right. If you go back in the timeline, it seems like people over there in Pinewood saw sets being torn down and space being vacated, and then all of a sudden you have Ian McGregor signed on to doing Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. the the sequel to The Shining, yeah. and he's going to be busy, and People, I guess people were putting things together and and seeing the performance, the box office, and I guess people just kind of jumped on the fact that all these things kind of accumulating here, someone ran away with the story, mm-hmm. and they told their friend, and then their Hollywood friend got notified, and then they checked it with another source, yeah, this stuff is happening, and they just kind of said that's probably what's going on maybe i i have no idea it was weird but for me i know collider i trust collider mm-hmm. and for them to report it it's like it's 100 percent, you know yeah but it seems like either one or two things it was true or false lucasfilm was thinking about doing that mm-hmm. possibly and just shelving it all and just concentrating on nine, which would be kind of weird and a mistake, kind of. Agreed. Or uh, Collider just didn't get their information from I the right sources, and yeah. they cross-referenced. Just, it just became just an, another imperfect storm here. <laughs> I think they just got the wrong information. Cause, and, and when you know, even how you said it, it was just weird that is Lucasfilm really going there? And it was like, yeah, one movie that doesn't perform well for a studio doesn't like stop everything you know what i mean studios have had bad movies come out before that made money and they keep making more transformers for instance they make a little bit of money they they get back their budget but they still keep making more because people still go and watch them so for lucasfilm to just finally have one movie that didn't perform well and then just go oh my gosh we need to stop all of this it just felt really strange it didn't feel like something like kathleen kennedy and disney would have would have done you know what i mean because disney's had some flops in their day what was that John Carter was like the biggest flop that they've ever had? Yeah, and the Lone then, Ranger. And yeah, and the Lone Ranger, yeah. and they, they still keep making movies. They didn't stop, and so it didn't feel right to me that Lucasfilm would do that. And did you see that other report? I think yeah, you're the one who sent it to me. Where Disney and said we want Solo to come out May 2018. Lucasfilm said no, yeah. we want it December 2018. And they got overruled, and the movie came out last month, and it was too crowded. Like we said a couple of weeks ago, it was a really crowded time for Star Wars, for for any movie to come out. But for some odd reason, Disney said, yeah, yeah, let's put it out in in May. And so people were kind of bad-mouthing, you know, Lucasfilm. Even us, we were like, why did Lucasfilm do this? Why did they release it during this time? And now we found out that they didn't want to release it during May. They wanted it in December because, like, right. we, like we've said – they have it. They have December now. They have a great Christmas tradition now for the whole world. And for them to, for, like I said, like we all thought that was stupid. Lucasfilm was stupid to do this. But nope, wasn't the case. They, they knew what they wanted. They just couldn't get the movie out when they wanted it to. Right. It seems like the brain trust is at Lucasfilm. And Disney just wanted it to come out in May. And you go back to like The Last Jedi when Luke Skywalker talked about hubris and the Jedi. Yeah. It's like Disney was like trying to flex or something, you know? And it was really weird. Yeah. yeah. Like why would they why would they push it against Deadpool and um 
and the Avengers. Right. The Avengers was still going strong, like very strong during mm-hmm. all of that. And it was so bizarre. It's like they, like you said, they were kind of like, oh, we got this. We're going to make <laughs> billions. And nope, they showed, they proved, nope, you couldn't, you can't handle two major movies, three major, if you include Deadpool, mm-hmm. in one month. Can't do it. Yeah, it was a very bad strategy. The marketing campaign also didn't yeah. help. So they, they didn't know how to do it. Any yeah. good, any good or bad organization, it stops. It starts at the top. Yes. And right now, it's like we got to look at Bob Iger. I yeah. mean, now it's now that we see it's actually kind of his fault that this did not do well. That's well, so I mean, yeah, I mean, his decision to his go decision, ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you I mean, I, did, I mean, who's advising him? You know, yeah, it, it doesn't seem. That, I mean, what what was going on there? I mean, what other... They have to have some other financial deal in place where they couldn't release it in Christmas and they couldn't release it at any other point in time. They had to release it in May for some reason. It's like... What was it Mary Poppins? It like yeah, Mary it. Poppins is coming out. And then the other big film that's coming out is Aquaman. So well, I'm pretty sure we're, we're going to be seeing Aquaman during Christmas instead of a Star Wars film. Yeah, but that movie's going to tank. Like, that movie's going to be really bad. A lot of people love Momoa. Yeah, a lot of people do, but then a lot and of Amber people. Heard. But then a lot of people. <laughs> I like Amber Heard too. But then a lot of people didn't love Justice League, didn't like Batman versus Superman, did right. not like Man of Steel, and it's like. But they got Wonder Woman. They got Wonder Woman, right. yeah. But there's no way they're going to be able to match that awesomeness. I wouldn't Wonder say Woman. no way. All I know is was that Lucasfilm. And no, not Lucasfilm. I'm not going to say Lucasfilm. I'm going to say Disney. Disney right. made that mistake. Disney. Disney was like, we can do this. We can release this movie, and no. They should not have done that. Now they'll learn next time around. They can release a movie each Christmas, right? And, we and, will, and it's they're gonna win. They're gonna win. And that's year. that. That's the winning formula mm-hmm. to release a Star Wars film Christmas time because everyone stateside is expecting that. And yes. I think it's it's a it's a world release, right? It's yes. a universal release. Every, yeah, or actually, a com- I think a couple of films came out a couple days before. Or like a day before, mm-hmm. just depending on the time zone. I think it's a time zone thing. Okay. But I mean that yeah, Christmas is the play. I mean, it's so evident, so clear. Just do the Christmas thing. And then yeah, it was weird. It was really bizarre yeah. that they didn't do that. And then so now so everyone needs to stop hating on Kathleen Kennedy. Well, because what? <laughs> oh, okay, so, so that's just one thing. Somebody there. was uh, talking there, like they need to get rid of her. They need to get rid of her now because of this and the way she's reacting on Twitter and blah 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 blah. And I was like, Kathleen Kennedy doesn't have a Twitter, <laughs> like at all. Like, there's another, like, there's someone else named Kathleen Kennedy that has a Twitter. And I wonder if people like saw that and like read, like, oh my gosh, yeah. look what she's saying. Or I don't know, I don't know who this this other lady is. But Kathleen Kennedy does not have a Twitter account. Yeah. So people are just crazy. But what were you gonna say? Like, she's we should, too busy counting her money. We should blame Kathleen Kennedy for what? Well, I mean, she's <laughs> she's still on the hook. I mean, she's still on the hook for choosing to do solo. Yes. She's still on the hook for hiring and firing all those directors mm-hmm. i mean there's there's they're still she's still responsible for a lot of stuff but as far as releasing december as opposed to or releasing may as opposed to december that's to me that's on bob Iger. yeah no she she wanted it in december yeah. i think lucasfilm realized they the may release which i think i kind of see it there maybe try to hold on to the nostalgia feel of it where before that six movies that come out in may mm-hmm. From 77 to 2005, May release had been what it is. And they were kind of thinking, like, maybe we can get back to that. Maybe we can get back into that feel of we need to release them during May because people will come and see them. But I don't know. I guess times have changed. 
And since that Force Awakens came out in 2015 in December, it was like, that's perfect. Like, that yeah. was a great Christmas gift right. for myself. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. We get to see... I didn't care about Christmas that year. <laughs> I, I just really wanted to go watch Star Wars. Yeah, every, every year Star Wars film comes out Christmas time, it totally hijacks Christmas. Yeah, like, I... like. I see Star Wars and I'm like, I want to watch it again. And what about Christmas? Like, I don't care. I'm going to go watch Star Wars again because it's out. Like, right. It's, because it's we watch time. it like on the 18th. Yeah. And then we go watch it Christmas Day exactly. as well. Yeah. And it was weird that they, that they, that Disney thought that they could win it. But, um, but now we know that Di- Lucasfilm has said, no, we're still going ahead with a lot of these movies. They haven't told us which ones they are. Right. We know, um, Ryan Johnson's is actually doing let's i don't know if it's picking up speed but he's he's getting his going like pretty right. quickly now yeah. and then uh pre-production not even we're not saying like they're starting but i'm i think he said his script was written or done or he was almost done with it like what was it well i know there's a report out saying that the feel for his story is more uh like pg original trilogy star wars oh, okay so yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, and the and the Game of Thrones guys, Benioff and Wise, that it's more kind of like Revenge of the Sith. I'm down for that. So, for yeah. them to do uh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, that would be man, that'd be that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. So there's there's they're they're good. They're all set. I know right. Benioff and Wise are still trying to finish uh, the the final season of Game of Thrones, and then they said once they're done with that, the full force Star Wars, which is insane to think about. Oh my gosh, guy, them full force on Star oh, Wars. Oh my god. That's going to be... You know, what is their mindset right now, looking at all that stuff? Well, Are they I just, think... like, leaning back and just, like, ah, just, like, I... kind of laughing at it? I think for them, because they, uh, they've proven with Game of Thrones that they, they, they know what they're doing. I mean, these yeah. guys, I mean, some episodes of Game of Thrones, but... 98% of those episodes of Game of Thrones are just like masterful masterpieces. Yeah. So for me, it's like they're doing good at focusing on one thing. So I'm pretty sure they're doing everything they can not to think about Star Wars, just to be like, all right, let's 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 focus what we can on this. So the fact that they're focusing on this makes me feel better because as soon as they're done, they're going to jump all in. And that's, that's when we're going to start seeing some crazy, crazy Star Wars movies. Yeah, one of the things I wonder about is like how much time of the day do they actually ponder Star Wars? Uh, and how much of the other part of the day is just Game of Thrones? Which is, I would love to have that job. Can you imagine <laughs> that job? Like, hey, so we need to write this next episode of Game of Thrones. And then, like, next, tomorrow we'll, we'll start working on Star Wars. Like, oh, yeah, I might as well do that. that and then yeah. you look at Kevin Feige. It's like, how much of the day does he ponder the Fox ac- acquisition for... Jeez, I bet you he already has scripts lined Ugh. up. He's already set for that. Which... Yeah, in all of his interviews, he talks about, oh, I'm not even thinking about that. Oh, I mean... he is. <laughs> he is. It's almost like when a director meets with Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, we just had dinner. Like, no, you didn't. Like, if you have dinner with Kathleen Kennedy, you're discussing a project. He is over here just every day thinking, is this going to be the day? Is this going to be the day where they finally announce it Ugh. and I get back X-Men? I get back Fantastic Four. Oh I, get, I get Deadpool now. You know what I mean? So that's going to be crazy. So I know he's waiting. And now we know uh, they're going to probably go up to $100 billion. That, that, that deal is going to go over $100 billion. Yeah, I think the last report was Comcast was is going to up their cash bid to mm-hmm. $79 million. Was it, was it 79 or 80? It doesn't make sense because if they go up to $79 million, Disney is technically still ahead because yes. with their share offer, it comes out to seventy two and then plus buying out their their debt. Their current debt, yeah, it goes up to eighty five. Which I'm not gonna lie, that's like telling a college student, Hey, uh, you're gonna work for me here. I'm gonna pay off 
I'm going to buy you, and I'm also going to pay off all your college and student loans. <laughs> it's like, uh, gee, which one should I? No, you're going to. It just feels like Fox is like, all right, let's see how high we can get this thing. And at this point, it feels like they're ridiculously overpaying for this. Oh, yeah. But, I mean. But within two movies, they'll but, have it but, all back. But see, Disney ridiculously underpaid for Star Wars, so now True. they can overpay for Fox. Yes. And get the assets that they should have already had back. Plus more for their streaming, yes. in which we learned that Hulu would actually be the majority owned by Disney wow. once this deal goes through. So they would have their streaming infrastructure in place to just kind of convert that, do a do a rebranding, erase then, the name Hulu, then boom, Disney streaming. Everyone that subscribed to Hulu already has it. And I just heard that Disney is saying it's not going to be as much as Netflix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They and gonna... then, on top of that, there's a rumor that came out that they maybe want to do a standalone film already available when the streaming platform launches oh instead of releasing it in the theater. So you have that, plus the live-action TV. Plus a movie. Right. Plus, do you think... Okay, so this is happening next year. We're getting this streaming service next year, right? Right. right. Okay, do you think Kennedy... With Abrams, because Abrams is the king of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I have a movie. Like, here it is. I've been working on it the whole time. Y'all didn't even know. Do you think they are secretly working on something right now that no one even knows about? Like, he's possibly, man, because he's, yeah, he has his hands in everything. And it feels like to him, something juicy to him would be making a secret film, a secret Star Wars film for the live streaming. That would be nuts. That Netflix and okay, Hulu's gone. Hulu, Hulu is right. Hulu is no longer. Netflix is gonna be like, man, let's keep making our little shows because that's all we're gonna have. Because everyone's gonna jump ship to go straight to Disney. And if it's cheaper, oh my god, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be nuts. So that would be crazy. Disney's like, oh yeah, so we have all the Fox archive. They they, they could recoup that eighty five billion pretty we quickly. Have, <laughs> we have all the Fox. We have all the Disney. From the first Disney film to, you know, what was it, Coco and, you know, uh, what was that, the new one, Incredibles 2 and everything. And they're like, oh, and by the way, we also have all our Marvel films on here. All our Pixar, which you just said, all our Pixar films and all our Lucasfilm movies, TV shows. Plus the Despecialized original trilogy. Plus the Despecialized trilogy. Plus a new TV show from Jon Favreau. And on top of that, we also have a live action film ready to go on this day their servers would crash that that day that it would be so slow because people would be like what is happening like that's a star wars fans like dream come true right there like for me that would that would be nuts i I wouldn't even know what to do i would be so (laughs) excited and then so we just heard today that they're thinking i don't know who's reported it but joseph actually he's like i say he's doing top secret work he's researching for us he told us that he heard that they're going to do Obi-Wan as a standalone film for the live streaming. How do you feel about that? Do you think yeah, that's like I think, a, I think that's a bad play because think, all the fans want that Obi-Wan film, but we want it in the theater yes. as opposed to live streaming. But we don't know what they're doing. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's, I, I think they'll realize, I mean, they know they have and to see, know. We want them to spend a lot of money on that. Film yes, for sure. Yes. Solo shouldn't be, the most costly film they ever make. It sh- it should be Obi Wan, if anything. Yes. But now with the solo box office, they might be a little spooked, and the shareholders might be a little spooked and but, be like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" But don't they realize that if they get Ewan McGregor 
I don't pack. think they realize that. They are crazy. They are insane if they're not like, so if we get this guy back, we're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, okay, let's get that guy in. It's like, why Why haven't... Now, why hasn't anyone told them, oh, by the way, Star Wars fans are crazy. If you tell them that this actor is going to be in this movie, you'll win all your money back and then probably like 100% more because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make so much money. You know, I've always wondered when we're going to hit that threshold, just, just like the Academy Awards, of the voters and the shareholders kind of being having our same mentality of mm-hmm. what's going on yeah. in fandom. Okay. Because I mean you you had that Oscar So White campaign. Yep. And it's like these people are older, they're more old school. It's like what's gonna be that date and time where when it this, kind of flips yep. and they kind of understand what's going on. I I, I, I don't I honestly don't think that's ever gonna happen because it's been no. it because it's been going on for so long and it's passed down from generation to generation. A lot of these shareholders it's like in the family. So a lot of them are like, All right, this is what we've been doing, this is how we make our millions, you just keep doing that. You know what right, I mean? So right. I don't think the, I don't think that's ever gonna happen, unfortunately. Or is it always a constantly evolving generational type thing? Maybe. Because you look at the generation before your generation mm-hmm. and they love the prequel trilogy and yeah. it's like the old trilogy it's it's weird it, it's it's not as good <laughs> and they say oh it's it looks old and yeah a lot like, of people are like i don't like the way it looks it's old it's slower right and blah, blah 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 and right it's like you guys are crazy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean it's oh I, i'm guessing it's an evolving thing mm-hmm. we're gonna be the old people eventually and yeah like, you're not in touch anymore old man <laughs> but I, I hope Lucasfilm doesn't do the streaming of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, it has to be in the theater. It has to be in the theater. And yeah. Ewan McGregor has to be... That's the standalone yeah. we've always been wanting. Yes. That and Knights of the Old Republic or Old Republic, That's those are the next two things that we should I get. Think, I think Old Republic would do very well. Right. I think... Yeah, it would do great. It would do it ridiculously well. Because a lot of people like myself, uh, I'm not I'm not in touch with it. I know, I know about it. I'm not in touch with it. Right. But it's something that fascinates me. And it's something that would be really cool to see and to see how things that happened in the past are affecting what's happening right, now. Right. And so that would be pretty cool. And then plus they can, now with all this uh, this new canon, I hate saying that, but you know, this new <laughs> canon, they can intertwine a lot of cool things, the Old Republic. Like they can even mention something with uh, with like, not Snoke, but something related to that in the far reaches of the galaxy. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff can be tied right. in and they can, they can do really, really well with that. Right, right. And then... Yeah. So did you hear, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it said Kathleen Kennedy is no longer looking at young up-and-comer directors anymore. She's going to go with who she trusts. Right, established. Is, is, yeah. uh, I agree. I don't agree at the same time. Where I'm like, well, we give these up-and-comers a chance. But then at the same time, I'm thinking she's already had to fire two directors, two two sets of directors. But see, yeah, here's the thing that. about that, though, is that she has gone for the established, and they've turned it down. Yeah. Because they just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I know David, Fit- David Fincher said, no, I don't want to deal with that. That's just a lot. Christopher Nolan said no. Right. Guillermo del Toro said no. Right. Brad Bird said he wanted to do something else. Although, didn't Del Toro say something about wanting to maybe do a Job of the Hutt gangster film? I know he said, I think he said maybe later on, but I think at the yeah. time they were asking him. Yeah, he was super busy still. Because he was getting, uh, I think, Crimson, what was that, Crimson Peak? Yeah, Crimson Peak. Peak. And then he was also getting ready for um, Shape of Water and all that. Yeah. So at that point, I'm pretty sure he was like, I can't even think about that now. Yeah. So maybe in a couple of years we'll see a Del Toro. But I, I'm wondering if a lot of the directors didn't want to do Episode 7. 
because of just how insane that was probably going to be. So I'm wondering now with episode seven and eight, whether or not these directors are kind of like, all right, now that JJ Abrams and Johnson did the hardest thing they could have, any of us could have done. So now we can just kind of, you know, make our movies and be okay with it. Cause I know that Nolan said, you know, it was, you'd have to, I think he quoted like, you have to have like colossal balls to take on a project like this. And he said, <laughs> I, I didn't even want to try at this point. So he, he gave a lot of credit to Abrams for saying yes. Cause he said that was, that's nuts. Um, but now I'm wondering whether or not people are, and I wonder if these directors are seeing what she's doing and they're kind of like, okay, so she knows what she wants. Kevin Kennedy's proven yeah. many, many times. She knows what she wants. I'm like, okay, maybe we can trust her now and we can do this and she'll let us do what we need to do and not, you know, be there and not like, you know, nitpick everything. But I, I, I disagree. Like I said, but then I agree at the same time because you don't want what happened with solo or with episode nine to happen. And which was why, again, she chose Ron Howard because that's who else to choose. I mean, besides Steven Spielberg, you know? he did a great job. <laughs> he did a great job. Really and so good. I think she saw that and she said, okay. And I think other directors are going to see that too. Like, okay, Ron Howard did the impossible. He literally did the impossible with solo. He came in and reshot almost the entire thing in record time and got it out the day they wanted it to get out. And it was amazing. It was a spectacular yeah, film. Yeah. So uh, I'm wondering now, that's another thing that uh, Star Wars fans if, uh, like you and I, who are like, who is she going to hire next? Who is she gonna, who's the next person that she's going to get? And so who do you think she would try to get now? Because Ryan Johnson, is he directing and writing his, his first one? Or is he only going to write it? Do we know anything about that yet? He's probably not going to direct all three. Yeah, I know that. Because he was already asked to direct episode nine. He's like, dude, i got to sleep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he'll probably, I'm, I'm saying if he does direct, he'll either direct the first one or the last one. Because it's going to be his story. Mm-hmm. He's, or maybe he'll just do like kind of what George Lucas did, like just in Return of the Jedi, just kind of, oh yeah, be like a pseudo director and just hire someone and take a nap whenever he needs to, <laughs> and then show up on set, and be like, oh okay, hey guys, it's it's me again. I, I I would I would think he would do the first one and do what George Lucas did, direct the first one, then hire an even better director than yourself to do the second one, which is what George Lucas did, which is what he should have done with the prequels, but right. he didn't do that. Uh, so when George Lucas came up to Empire, he was like, I need someone who's better than I am, who understands character development in films. Mm-hmm. He went with Irvin Kershner, and it was the best Star Wars movie ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Ryan Johnson's probably going to do the same thing, and whether or not he's just going to step back as a producer of these things. So then now you're going to ask yourself, is he going to hire up-and-comers, or is he going to hire, I don't know, also you know, well-known directors? Well, it's not that? up to him. It's up to Kathleen Kennedy. Man, that's right. So. Yeah. She, he's still under her watch. Yeah, he's going to make a whole bunch of suggestions. But going back to what you said about up-and-coming directors, mm-hmm. I would pick like a Ryan Coogler to come in and That'd be do good. a film. That'd yeah. be really good. He's, he can make a solid film. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved Creed. I thought Creed was yeah. fantastic. And, yeah, I think he would do a really, really good job with that. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's already... Oh, he's proven it. He's yeah, like, what, cemented himself he's, as... He's like as, a year older than I am, or two years older than I am. a director to get mm-hmm. now, so yeah. Did you have someone in mind for a, for a director? I mean, I mean, of course, you know, you would think Steven Spielberg, but then he's—I don't know, maybe he's too established. But uh, <laughs> but then, again, like for me, David Fincher would be perfect. Um, uh, you already turned it down, though. Edgar Wright would be great for for this. Oh yeah, that would be uh, good. Spike Spike Jones would be fantastic. Oh yeah, I think Spike Jones would be really really good for this. And he was he was on for episode two, I think. Like he was one of the one of the few directors who was kind of in talks for episode two before George Lucas said, I'm going to do it. 
uh, which would have been great. Um, I don't know who else would like on the top of my list besides them. And then uh, I got a name that you're probably going to say no at first. No, no, give me a chance. But the subject matter matters a whole lot with this guy. Okay, which you got? It would be David Ayer. David. He directed uh, Suicide Squad, no. but he directed Fury as well, and but that's a great film. I didn't, didn't like, like Fury. It? I didn't like oh. Fury. I didn't like Fury. I did not. Oh, man. If you give him a Bounty Hunter film. Oh, oh, okay. Bounty Hunter, yeah. He's going to make it gritty. He's going to make right. it. Right. But he. And, see, just, and, and Suicide Squad had a lot of studio interference. A lot of studio interference. So, yeah, he, he got very undermined and got disenfranchised with DC. So, I could see him doing something and let it. Because he did. What else did he do that was. um. He did. He he did the equalizer right with the. No, that was. That was, was oh, that was uh, Antoine. Um, yeah, never mind. Fuqua. Yeah, Fuqua okay. did that one. Uh, David Ayer did something else that I was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. Uh, oh, I forgot I what it was. Fury was great, man. I, I I only saw it one time, and I, I left the theater going, that was kind of weird. Really, I, I didn't like it. You gotta see it again. I'll man. watch it again. But yeah, I could see you now saying like, if he has the right producers behind him, I'm pretty sure he could. He can right. do what he needs to do. Whereas Suicide Squad, they they never even gave him a chance to do that movie. Uh, who else? Who else? Um, who else can you see doing this? When you said Spike Jones, I thought that was a really good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, something different, but yeah, her and uh, where the wild things are. Yeah, and was... then uh, being John Malkovich. Oh my gosh, that was just what was that other one he did? Uh, adaptation. Oh that movie's gosh. amazing. He's he's a phenomenal director, man. Yeah. And uh, so I, w- I would love to see him do it. And Honeycutt, Jamie Honeycutt, always says Edgar Wright needs to do a Star Wars movie. And I'm always like, yeah. no, he doesn't. But now I've like gone back and rewatched all of Edgar Wright's films. Like, yeah, I think he would kill it yeah. with the Star Wars movie. But uh, I don't know. I don't know who else. Who do you think? This is fun. This is a fun subject. Think about, <laughs> think about which director is Kathleen Kennedy. If you're listening, Kathleen Kennedy, we're giving you some uh, some uh, a few a few of our options. You could take them or leave them. She's probably got it. My mind keeps on going to the to the Marvel guys, to Joe Marvel. and Anthony Russo. If they ever, jeez, that would be great. Stop batting a thousand in the World Series with all their films. That would be nuts. Maybe if they bring did them that. on. Uh, you know what would be really good? Kenneth Branagh. For uh, for us, you think for, so? I think so. I think I think he's a little bit too hit or miss. But for me. With with the right story, because he's he's incredible with character development. He's almost yeah. like Erwin Kirshner was, and I loved the first Thor film. I didn't, I didn't expect anything out of that movie. I watched it. I was like, this is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen because of just how well it was made and the character development. And right, how you he, see him come he out. did a great yeah. job juggling. Yes, the fantastic and real. and he uh, he's of course he's a brilliant Shakespeare director, like one of the best Shakespeare directors. You know, we in present day. So I think with a great story, a great character story, say, you know, I don't want to say, but yeah, I said like Yoda or something, he could probably make something really great with that. I believe. I think so. Yeah, when you when you say out loud, yeah, I want a Yoda standalone film, it sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. It sounds just as ridiculous as saying, yeah, we're going to have a three foot tall frog jumping around talking walking and talking yeah it sounds ridiculous in a star wars film Mm -hmm. but if you can pull it off and if you have that little bit of canon that i I know colin has been instagramming about yeah yeah yoda's master and potential of that i think it could work man it could work i I think think it could work i think it would be amazing to see and which director would be brave enough to like step in and go okay I, i can do this i can really do this movie make it work there's only a few directors who are that good at visual effects, and they all said no to at first. Uh, 
even uh, oh it would be pretty good if Zemeckis did a Star Wars movie Robert Zemeckis that'd be interesting yeah yeah I could see that I could see her going to him because you know she she produced uh, Back to the Future already so it's like why wouldn't she go to someone like that like can you imagine if she hadn't picked Ron Howard and she picked Robert Zemeckis that would have been nuts that would have been an equal choice to To me I think Zemeckis would have upped the CGI and the action sequences but he would have but he's one of the few he would have requested it but maybe it would have turned out the same yeah but because he's one me, of the few who's... Who, oh, sorry, are we going to say? I was going to say, uh, because to me, it felt like the Castle Run, there should have been a little bit more yeah. to it. And it was kind of truncated. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, it's over. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, when I said in the Sotech Cinephiles podcast, when it comes to directors and visual effects, Zemeckis is like one of the top five who knows how to do it very well. Yeah. I mean, you can look from his... From Forrest Gump, even to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is still like one of the best visual effects movies yeah. ever, and how well he was able to do that, I think, giving him a Star Wars movie, he can be he can do something nuts with it. So, what are you thinking about James Cameron? James Cameron, I, I don't think he would do one. Uh, it'd be be great, but I think he's he's too busy building his Avatar that he doesn't want to think he's about. He's building his own. He's building mythology. His own, yeah, which is you know all power to him. We'll see how the next four Avatar films do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking. I know it sounds bizarre to say that, but it's like he he could do something special with his movies, yeah. and I think that's what he's focusing on. But it would be pretty cool for him to be like, yeah, I could do a Star right. Wars film for y'all. But uh, who else? Uh, man, I would really. You know what? It feels like if Mortal Engines doesn't succeed, oh, Peter Jackson should do. <laughs> it's his time for Peter Jackson to step in. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he would. Because he was there on the set of Rogue One. I know, but like he's, I don't know, because I, I know he'd want to bring Weta Digital with him, and it just seems like yeah. it just seems like ILM is like Star. You have to use ILM for Star Wars. But I mean, if if Lucasfilm gets to the point where they have so many projects going, Peter Jackson can say, "Hey, look, I got some guys in New Zealand that I got, can, I got one of the greatest... can help with the workload." Yeah, I got a bunch of Academy Award winners down in New Zealand. We could take on a little bit. <sighs> that would Ooh, be... Weta and ILM kind of merging. Oh, that'd be crazy. I could. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would want to see Peter Jackson do one of those things, but I feel like it would. It might be too much. Sorry for that loud noise outside. We had a plane flying over or something. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems too much for it, Peter yes, Jackson. Not too much. I mean, just like, like how. How much of this movie would be like CG? How much of it would be real? Because I kind of lost faith with Peter Jackson. Yeah, with the he Hobbit. did fall in love with the whole CG aspect. And, and, then, is... and then once you find out about why the Hobbit wasn't all that great, you got to give him a little bit of credit for even like getting those yeah. movies out. But for me, with the Hobbit, he lost a little bit of the awesomeness that I that I held for him for uh, the Lord of the Rings and right. King Kong. And so now I'm like, yeah, if he does, okay, I don't care. I really don't care. Um, if he wants to do one, we'll see it. Well, I mean, we'll go see it, but I, he's not my top pick for a yeah, for a Star yeah, Wars director. Yeah. Now, I know, of course, we have James Gunn doing space operas, but he yeah. is totally committed to the Marvel Cosmic Universe because yes. it can have a whole lot more stuff rolling out. He's doing so, great. Yeah, he's out of the picture, and he's said many times that, no, he has no interest in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. But Who else? I mean, everyone... Every, every director, it seems like, will say Star Wars motivated me, inspired mm-hmm. me, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Who else? <laughs> Roland Emmerich. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my god! I would not want to see a Roland Emmerich Star Wars movie. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, Roland Emmerich directed Independence Day and Godzilla, in case y'all are wondering. Yeah. <laughs> and, the yeah, pa- pe- and the Patriot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did The Patriot <laughs> with Mel Gibson right after he did uh, Independence yeah, Independence Day. Did you like The Patriot? It was okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't the best, yeah. you could tell. <laughs> but um, I was like, there's no buildings exploding in this movie. There's no, like, destruction. What are you doing here? But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else is a great, like, established director? Scorsese. No, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> that'd he's, be... he's doing a film for Netflix. I mean, yeah, he's, knows? he's open to different and things. He's, and he's one of the directors. Him and Spielberg, you know, they both products of the 70s right. they they like came out strong those two are the only ones who are still kind of like going hey we still right. got it we can still adapt to all of this so yes i could see some mecca i mean not some mecca sorry scorsese doing a star wars film him going like okay yeah let me see what i can do with this that'd be nuts though that'd be absolutely insane to see that well coppola redeems himself after all these years <laughs> he does a star wars like does the greatest star wars film ever uh that would make that would be like the greatest story in my life to see <laughs> to see the guy who made the, the in my opinion the best movie of all time the Godfather and after all these years have some more misses than hits right. and then out of nowhere be like oh yeah I'm making a Star Wars film and it comes out and it's just the most amazing Star Wars film ever made that it, would be an amazing thing we're waiting for our first female Star Wars director yes Sofia Coppola Sofia Coppola I don't know though I don't know if she would be able to <laughs> what do you to, mean you don't know <laughs> she's a great director she's a great director but like for me the last I wasn't I wasn't too crazy about the Virgin Suicides I, I really, thought it was solid I really enjoyed Lost it wasn't my cup of tea or anything but I know it was a solid film Lost, Lost Translation, Translation was a great a film fantastic movie right? I watched another one of her films with um i forget what it was called i feel terrible but i didn't like it I, it started yeah. and i was like i don't care about this and the beguiled it, i didn't see the beguiled uh, the one that took place in uh, louisiana no not that one no. there's one that took place like in a hotel like the whole movie was like in a hotel yeah. with um fan uh not dakota fan ellie fanning yeah that was like the first time uh i didn't see mary antoinette uh so for me she's i just haven't seen a great film from her since lost in translation which she won the Oscar for for her screenplay, which was a well-deserved win. She was nominated for right. Best Director, which was... And the movie was fantastic. I love that movie, Lost in Translation. But uh, I don't know if she would be able to, to do... And she's in Star Wars, too. She's in Episode One. She plays one of the Handmaids. <laughs> so that's yeah. pretty cool. So she's her already, and her brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they're Roman. all connected. And and the Coppola, Lucas, you know, they, they were like... They started off this, this crazy venture yeah. and these movies. Yeah, American Zoetrope. American Zoetrope. And they... You know, Coppola made The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two when he should have never made those movies. Like, if you look at the time and who he was as a director, there's no way that the studio should have given him that movie. But he got it. He said, if if the if I had wanted to do the movie three months later, the studio would have told me no because the book got popular while the movie was being made. And he said, I got lucky for them to be like, yeah, yeah, sure, you can write and direct the movie. I didn't watch The Godfather until. <laughs> early this decade oh my gosh and i was like uh, i was uh, kind of in a phase where i'm i'm like watching all mm-hmm. the films that i never saw when i was younger yeah so that was i just bought it on amazon yeah it was like uh i think it was like 20 bucks mm-hmm. for all three films yeah. on blu-ray nice so i bu- i got them all i put in the first film and start watching it it's like okay this is good it keeps my attention i'm mm-hmm. still going with it I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is good. And see, th- this is like during the time where I'm maybe watching The Sopranos for like the yeah. third straight time. 
and it's like man this this is really good it's it's super old but i mean it's still it's like super oh, good yeah. somehow it's like i mean it it carries its own weight and yeah. it's like oh my gosh it's like wow that's now that's a yeah you you can't argue that is a great film even uh kubrick stanley kubrick which you asked J- jamie honeycutt that's his the greatest director of all time uh even kubrick watched the godfather i think he said t- twice back to back he called up his friend and he said uh kubrick tells his friend he goes i think the godfather is probably one of the most perfect films i don't see anything wrong with it it's pretty uh, spectacular i was like man if kubrick called the godfather uh, then you know so so again we're going back to who could that would be amazing <laughs> if coppola just comes out of nowhere and says i'm going to direct a star wars film i mean and then it's the best movie you ever. know coppola shows up George Lucas is showing up yeah, every day. Exactly, exactly. Because, like we said, they were they were around and they were doing stuff that nowadays, th- what they were doing then, that yeah. can't happen now. Yeah. Like Francis Ford Coppola doing the Godfather, Godfather Part Two. No, that never. Yeah. And then George Lucas doing Star Wars. No, it never should have happened. Like yeah. with their their caliber of filmmaking at that point. So that would be great. That would be the best story ever yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd make a movie off of that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was actually other news that came out, which was kind of just more like rumors, mm-hmm. and we're kind of told to take it with a grain of salt. But uh, there's a story that came out that uh, they're saying that once James Mangold finished on Logan, mm-hmm. he immediately started on the Boba Fett film, and really? we just didn't know about it. Are you serious? So he's been going for a long time. That's what the rumor states. Wow. So, yeah, he's been, like, armpit deep in it for a while. Dude. And then the other kind of rumor that kind of spawned from this past week was the fact that it's possible that they didn't announce that. I mean, the the people that were sharing all this information Mm -hmm. didn't throw this in there right away or just wasn't shared because I guess people were unsure. More unsure about the fact that they just shelved all the standalones, which, of course, we found out they did not. So, um the rumor is that Stephen Daldry, the the yeah. supposed director of Obi Wan, he's actually been gone from the project for a while. Wow! And that's one of the reasons why Lucasfilm hasn't been so gung ho to just announce it already because they don't have a director. Because yeah, and they don't want to be like, oh, uh, we're gonna have this director and then end up having to fire him because I think they're all done with that stuff, just wow. hiring and firing in the yeah, public yeah. eye. So, she's, so, yeah, so they might have actually lost another director, and we just didn't, didn't even know about it yet. Maybe that, Yeah, maybe that's why that... Because I remember reading the article that Stephen Daldry is on board to direct an Obi-Wan right. Kenobi, and it was amazing. And then, like, a week later, too, that story was gone. Nobody was talking about it anywhere. I wonder if... Right, and I think it came from the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. They reported on it. A lot of people ran with it, but they always referenced back to Hollywood yes. Reporter. And then it was just kind of silent after that. Yeah, it was that. done. That's For months done. now, yes. it seems like. It feels, so. like, it feels like a year. It feels like, yeah, it feels like, it feels a, like a long time. It feels like a long time yeah. since we heard Stephen Daldry. Yeah. Excuse me, I was going to do this. So, do you think she's looking for a director for Obi-Wan right now? Do you think that's what's happening? Is that That's why we haven't that's anything? That's a big possibility. And if that's happening... She's got to be like, man, I do not have luck with these directors. No, she it's, doesn't. And that, which is why I think that's why she announced, I'm going with the ones that are 
like, right, that she right. trusts. Uh, which Stephen Daldry, he directed um, The Hours, Billy Elliot, the, the, right. the movie. And then right. I think he also, the one that didn't do too well uh, was Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close, or something like that a couple of years ago. Right, right. That one didn't do well at all. Oh. And it's like, maybe, I don't know, maybe she just said, you know what, I. Maybe she got scared. Maybe she got scared. And maybe Daldry got spooked by yeah. the solo. And he was like, office. he's like, I'm out. I, I got to go. I yeah. got to go. do other things. He's uh, like, I, I made a Facebook account yeah. <laughs> and I saw what everyone was saying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I just I'm did it for one day this. and I deleted it. I'm done. So, so she's looking for somebody she trusts, somebody who's going to give her the good, somebody who's going to yeah. come in and be like, I got this, yeah. like Ron Howard did. Um, so I... For that, yeah, I'm, I can see why she's got to go with the established, well-known director, yeah. which I, you know, it's, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that this is what's happening. But then, like you you say, you know, she's one of the greatest producers of the world. That's what happens when you work with one of the greatest producers in the world, where right. she has what she knows she needs to make a movie, and it's all about money. It's all about she knows what exactly what to do to make money. Yeah, she's had some flops. Everyone, every producer does, but ninety percent of her films have been extremely successful. Franchises and everything. So, I could see a lot of these directors coming in trying to make these movies, and they go, "Oh, wait a minute! Like she's not messing around. Like she's this is exactly what we need to do to make these things." So, I so I, I think she's got to pick people she knows will do. Like even like Tony, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she brings back Tony Gilroy to do a Star Wars movie. Uh, to me, Tony Gilroy is just—he's he's so yeah, he's so far apart. But he's not a Star Wars he's fan. Not a Star first Wars of all, fan, but he was able to save Rogue One. He was able to come right. in and say, "Okay, this is what the story is. Y'all need to stop doing what y'all were doing. Right. This is what y'all need to do." And then he saved that whole movie. Yeah, yeah, and he had the luxury of not having to get it all together. Yeah, and that whole massive job that Gareth undertook. Yeah, so I I could see her with a Star Wars film, giving it to him. And with a little bit of Pablo's help, giving him some, some, uh, some little like tidbits here, I think he can make a solid Star Wars film. I really do believe that. And like we said, he proved it with Rogue One. He was able to come in. He rewrote. I don't know how much of the script he rewrote, but he rewrote a lot of it, reshot a lot of it, edited a lot of it, and the movie came out and it was good. Yeah, yeah. Man, that story team at Lucasfilm—they, they're tremendously busy with. Oh yeah. Everything else outside of the films yep. with. The books, the comics. And we haven't seen any books, uh, and hardly any books are coming out. We get you know, that's interesting you say that. Okay, because what do we a got? book did come out, and no one's talking about it. Which one is it? No one is talking about it. No one's talking about it so much that I even forgot the name of it. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's... Um, the, is it the making of it? with the No, no, it's, it's the book that follows, that goes more in depth on Solo. Oh, okay. Um, I, f- I forgot the name of it. Is that the one that came out, like the first shot or last shot, whatever? No, no, no. It's after last shot. Oh, okay. And it's on store shelves right now. Is, the, is it the one? It's like a probably not the one. I'm thinking like it has Kira, Kira and Han Solo on there. I think so. Okay. I think that's the one. But other than like the... Because whenever Force Awakens came out, between Force Awakens and Last Jedi, there was all these other books that were coming out. Right. Kind of bridging in the gap between right. Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. And it was awesome. Right. And we haven't seen anything. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen Claudia Gray announce that she has another book coming out. Yeah, which it seems because it she, seems like the, the the fandom the negativity is the big story and yeah. that's kind of engulfing everything and it's really upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I want to read more of these books. I want to read more of the history yeah. of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't got anything besides what happened with Solo. Right. right. Uh, so I. But pretty soon we'll have Resistance. Yes. On TV. 
So the anime style, right? So we'll have that, and then we're gonna have (laughs) Celebration in April, which I really hope they come with their A game and just start dropping. Dude, it's big, gonna, it's big. gonna. They they have to save. They have to bring all the fans back, which they will because it's sold right. out. But there's gonna be a ton of people there. We're gonna be there, by the way. Just saying, yeah, everyone. We're we're all gonna be there. Um, they're gonna have to like drop massive like news. They're gonna have to say, okay, here's Ryan Johnson's title to his trilogy. This is what it's gonna be about. He's here. Here's Benioff and Weiss. They came. From the set of Game of Thrones, oh, they're gonna have a live stream of them talking about they're looking forward to going in Star Wars at the end of this, at the end of 2019, yeah. which is when they're gonna start. Like I know they're gonna be starting by the end of 2019 because Game of Thrones will be done, and then they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, by the way, Ewan McGregor's here." <laughs> Here's this Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Oh man, all he has to do is say hello there, and everybody, yeah. And then we got Coppola here directing it. I'm just kidding, but uh, you know. <laughs> and then she brings out like the director of that movie. Everyone's heads are gonna explode, and then to top it all off, the cherry on top. Oh, yeah. Here is our episode nine trailer with J.J. Abrams and the whole cast. We're all here, and we got to show you this trailer. And then people will die. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, they have to do that. They have to bring that level of awesomeness to the celebration to get the fans back. Because it's weird, but it's it's happening. People are, fans are leaving Star Wars. Yeah, and it's weird. Yeah. It's really yeah, weird. It I'm on really the weird. I'm on these Facebook pages, and I'm reading some of the comments people are writing. I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of hate out there, yeah. and it's nuts. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. And I'm like, what what happened? We were all so cool. We were all like the coolest <laughs> fans in the whole world, and now people are laughing at us because they're like, you, Star Wars yeah. fans are weird. It's like, shut up. <laughs> You're weird. I don't know. Going back to celebration, the one of my all time favorite moments is was in that last Jedi panel. When Ryan Johnson was speaking, and oh yeah, he was like, "Okay, guys, I, I got something really cool for y'all." And we're like, "Okay, here comes the trailer." And he goes, "And uh, I brought a teaser poster." Oh yeah, and everyone went, "Oh!" There's like a collective groan in the crowd, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> and then they just re- they just showed Ray like a, like a zoom in shot, yeah. and they pulled out, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that poster. I have yeah. it, I have it right here. Yeah, yeah. that poster yeah. was awesome. And then at the very end, because I. I was in line. I'm always gonna be angry. Don't, don't. I'm gonna keep going. But I was in line at the store there, watching it live stream on my phone, and everyone there is looking at their phones. And I was in that line for three hours, but we're not gonna talk about that. And I remember at the very end of that panel, he says, "All right, uh, anything else?" I think uh, Josh um, Gad, right? Yeah, he was the one who was the, he was the host of that that panel. Anything else? And Ryan, I was like, "No, I think we're good. We're all." We're all good. thank y'all so much for coming out. Thank you. Of course, what are you talking about? Of course, there's a trailer. Yes, we have a trailer to show yeah. you. Everybody went nuts. Yeah, and that was. And I remember watching on my phone there and hearing people screaming throughout the whole auditorium. And I was like, oh, and like it, it kept freezing in the middle of the trailer. And I was, I was losing my mind. That's not happening to me this next time we go. I'm just saying, just saying <laughs> I'm gonna be there. But um, it was great. And they need to bring that level. They need to bring that level of anticipation and awesomeness to this celebration. And I really got to say that last Jedi trailer from Celebration, that was probably the best trailer next to the Phantom Menace trailer in regards to fan speculation. Yeah. Oh, Because yeah. that was the first time we saw the Jedi emblem on that book. Mm-hmm. And the first time we ever saw a book in Star Wars. Yep. And we just did not know what was going on. We just saw the images, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, it was it was pretty good. It that trailer made the movie feel like it was going to be something totally different from yes. what we got. 
And to me, that was, I think that was one of the best trailers. Which, uh, yeah, I agree. That was it. Was a ridiculous trailer. I remember watching it. They showed it to us again at the end. Right. I, re- I recorded the crowd's right. reaction because it was. And so then cool. some people were saying, "Did you hear Yoda?" And I was like, "What? Yeah, well, you heard Yoda. You didn't catch Yoda the first time you no, heard it." No, I did not. I was sitting towards the back right mm-hmm. in the very last row because I just had to find a seat. Yeah, and everyone just like scattered because it's chaos when you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. If you go to celebration. And they're handling it the same way they did. Yes. I mean, people are Awful. gonna be upset, but I mean, we're not as aggressive yeah. <laughs> as some <laughs> some other fans. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's craziness. But yeah, it just and then people thought they saw Yoda on Octu. Oh yeah, like this little right on that little saying, like column yeah. of rock. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It, I remember hearing people yell when they saw Ray. Uh, fighting with Luke, there watching her. People started screaming. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" But no, I caught, I caught Leia, and I caught Yoda, and um, no. and even Obi Wan. You catch Obi Wan too in there, right? As well as I caught them all. Like like the first time I, I, I I'm weird. Like <laughs> I, like shoom, nobody nobody talked to me. Uh, so I I heard that. So I I agree with it being one of the best. But for me, the best trailer is still Force Awakens. Chewie, we're home. Like that was just. Yeah. One of the greatest moments ever for me. It was like, ah, they, they're back. It's real. And for me, that's what made it real. Because before, we'd been like, okay, we're getting this whole new Star Wars movie, these characters we don't even know. Because they they hit it. They hit everything in all the trailers. They just kept showing mm-hmm. us Poe, Ray, Finn, and Kylo Ren. And then for them to finally be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Chewie, we're home. It was like, yes, this is Star Wars. This is a Star Wars movie. Uh, so for me, that's the best. That's the best one. Just saying. <laughs> But hopefully mm-hmm. they do something amazing with Episode Nine's trailer. They're going to have to go full nostalgia trailer. They got to show Episode 1 clips in the trailer, uh, original trilogy clips. Like, they're going to have to go all out. And hell, man, wouldn't that be nuts if they recreate, like, scenes from Rebels, but, like, actual actors in there? Oh, man. Holy That's sh- something I've actually dreamt about. Holy yeah. smokes. If a- I'm, I'm telling you, Abrams can do that. He can do it. And we hear Ezra's name, and, like, we look over, and it's him holding the lightsaber. And... Abrams just pretty much tells everybody, hey, we're connecting it all. It's all going to come down to this one movie. You have to come see this movie. You have to. He could build it up the same way episode one was built up, as the movie event of the century. I'm telling you. A lot of people have been saying that, yeah, it's going to have a huge box office, but I think from The Last Jedi and Solo, if they if they market it correctly and say this is the last Star Wars episode and make it seem like this is it kind of sort mm-hmm. of in a way then yeah i think it can i i agree but then at the same time i with the right type of wording they can make it say from you know spanning this many years it all comes down to this final episode yeah. like they could do that cuz even george lucas said there's nine he said there's nine movies and they can go back to that saying like he always wanted there to be nine to tell this but story. But is Disney really going to end it with nine? I think, ah, oh man, like for me, after nine, the Skywalker saga is done for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I believe and it should Kylo be. Then Kylo Ren gets killed. Kylo Ren gets killed, or Kylo Ren just rides off into the sunset, you know, like he's he's done. You know I think I mean? that's like, too open ended. You got to kill Kylo. Kylo yeah, already killed Han. And Kylo, yeah. And basically killed Luke, too. True. But, so you think Ray would kill him and then she becomes a villain? <laughs> uh, and then for me so. like I love like I got posters of Daisy Ridley everywhere because I think Ray's like the most incredible character in Star Wars for me I after this I don't want to see her in another Star Wars movie 
I think she's her story uh-huh. will be over with nine. Just saying. Unless Johnson, Benioff, and Weiss figure out some crazy thing to do, uh, mm. I'm done. Yeah, she needs to. Mm. That story's going to be done. And that's how they have to promote it. What else did we hear this week? <laughs> <laughs> what other informational tidbits do we have? Um, I think that's really pretty much it. Just the shock and the relief that we got. Yes, that we felt. all in one day, pretty much. It was yeah. like... Well, a span of two days. Span of two, I know, but it was like, boom, they're done. And I was like, wow. Yeah, in a 24-hour like, news cycle. Yeah. Boom. Just kidding. That She said they're still going ahead with these things. Yeah. So, Oh, the thing I didn't bring up was the byproduct of that was that it seemed like it leaked out that the film that they are actually are shelving was a Moss Eisley Cantina standalone story type of situation. I thought that was just like the name of it. Like they they gave it like a it was like a code name. Well, uh, I don't think it was co- code name uh, more so than that's actually kind of what it was. Something based in the Cantina. Uh huh. So yeah, that's another that's a film they could have done for like really cheaply. Yeah, but I, what can happen there? Like I can see Sofia Coppola doing a kind of movie like that, <laughs> based in one little spot. <laughs> Uh, that's not. I'm not knocking her. I love <laughs> Sofia Coppola. I'm not being a jerk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sofia Coppola. I didn't mean. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like a good, like almost like a Quentin Tarantino, um, Hateful Eight. Yeah. You just have your characters in one area, and then you just go. You just go to town with these. characters. See, that would be a prime movie for the streaming service. Yes, yeah. that'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And they're like, oh yeah, here's a Cantina movie with <laughs> this happening inside. And like the forces outside as well, inter- intertwining with yeah, here, yeah. and then you just have your like couple of characters, and you just have a whole two hour movie of them in this one location. What, what if the story was what happened right, right after, after Solo left Docking Bay ninety four? Jeez, <laughs> they come in here. What happened? Who was here? Who saw them sitting here? And they're like, well, "Who killed this person?" And they're like, "It was. We think it was a, a Jedi. A Jedi. They're ex- they're gone." It's like, no, but there was a Jedi here, and then like it all explodes from there. Hey, that's a cool movie. I, I, I would watch that. I think we'd I'm, all watch it. I'm but... over here talking about like, hey, I'd watch that. Like, that <laughs> Pitching a movie cool. to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, I heard about. I thought it was uh, they. It was just the name. It was like a code name for it. I didn't know like that's that not was that's not what I actual... got from the story, the reporting. But yeah, I mean, it's that that's the one film they say that they kind of stopped hmm. development on. That's nuts to think that um, James Mangold is like, like full force already on a right. Boba Fett movie, and they're just waiting to announce. Yeah, and see the the two big films, Boba Fett, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. but I think the other film that's in really like down low production that has it has to be happening. It just has to be happening. Is a Darth Vader standalone film. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. That would make as much money as an episode film. That would make so much and money. And it's another one of those questions you ask yourself, why didn't they go ahead and make the Darth Vader film over the Solo film? If they want to keep on making serious bank here, Darth Vader film. I, did, did no one come up with a great script for that? Somebody had to what? come up with a great script. All you got to say is, hey, look, it takes place right after episode three when he hunts down the rest of the remaining Jedi. Which I would watch. Everyone would watch yeah. that. I mean, oh my gosh! I think Honeycutt actually was writing a, 
his own script oh about that, yeah. about like afterward, like hunting down right. and then finding the, um, the right. inquisitors, you know, getting the inquisitors involved in that as well. Oh. Like that. And then, yeah, then you, then you bring in rebels as well. Like you tie it all in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie would make a lot of money. And you they see it. more than one red lightsaber yep. active at one point in time in the movie. And you see him like, you see the, the, the remaining Jedi hiding out, trying to form this, this secret like group trying to fight back and win back the galaxy. Uh, just the heartbreak know. of seeing yeah. that, them trying to rebuild, rebuild the, the then, Jedi Order. Oh man! And then that, that moment the when they're like, "Where's Yoda? Where's Yoda during all this?" Oh, and Yoda's, oh. and you know what I mean. So like, yeah, Yoda could almost be looking like a villain at some yes, point because <laughs> it's like, why isn't Yoda back? He survived. We know he survived. Oh my god! And gosh. where's Obi Wan at? Why did Obi Wan them having their faith tested? Yep. Oh dude, man. And you know what, Lucasfilm, did we, we just. just Pitch a we just pitched a Star Wars movie. Oh my gosh, they need to make this movie, and they got a good guy to play him. The, the actor who did—he uh, was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now he's in—he was Darth Vader in uh, Rogue One. Right. They, they got the actor. They got you the know, girl for him. That guy that played Darth Vader in Rogue One. There was rumors that uh, this is really not spoilerish, but they did shoot Vader stuff for Solo. They just yeah. cut it out. That's Damn. the rumor. But they got someone different to play him. And oh. I don't know why they did that. Why? But That's weird. I don't know. Do you think uh, Vader was on the uh, that Star Destroyer whenever uh, the Kessel? No. Nah. Okay. Nah. That'd been pretty cool. Though. He was probably on Mustafar getting a back to bath. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But that would be like, and we'd see like the why he picks that spot for his uh, his headquarters or his castle. You know, Mustafar. I think they already uh, laid down that logic. I know, but we would I see think it. Palpatine made him take that castle because oh, I think the it, castle was either there or was built, mm-hmm. and it's like right on the banks of where he did burn. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be cool. I mean that that Vader movie would be would be very great, uh, but you know they got to hurry up because James Earl Jones is not young anymore. James Earl Jones is yeah, they, he, and they don't have the technology just to have his voice created no, artificially. No, we we can't do that. Yet. Yeah. It's like, why not? So there has to be an actor out there, a young actor somewhere who probably has the voice. Yeah. But it just it just won't be the same, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to have – because I remember uh, – <laughs> what was it? Gareth Edwards said that when him and uh, Matthew Woods were doing the voice right. recording for yeah. – because they had to go to New York because – Yeah, the three lives. He was on a – yeah. And they said there was a scene – there's a part in the movie where he says power. Yeah. And Darth Vader says power. And they heard James and then, Jones. And they <laughs> and were like, goes, like, oh, my God. He goes, was that okay? And they're like, oh, yeah, perfect. Like, they like he said, be behind his back, we all just went like <gasps> – like did you just hear we just heard it yeah. and then he turned around there like straight up like oh yeah that was great that was really that was really great yeah and then uh no what was it uh what's that actor's name who plays a uh, critic um oh what's that actor's name ben uh mendelson yeah, ben mendelson Men- yeah. he said that uh the first take they did i think they hid vader from him yeah. and so that scene where he comes out the first time the first time he yeah. saw him and they did the scene and they all cut. He was like, "Oh my god, it's Darth Vader!" Like he freaked out. He was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, and, the, oh. and the cool thing about that suit, it was like a fully functional suit, yes. so you could hear the breathing on set. Yep. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would have been nuts. And like, I love that story. I love how like yeah. you're like, oh, "I got to be professional," and he's like doing his scene, but then they the camera stopped. He was like, "Oh." You're like this yeah. is Star Wars. We're making a Vader. Yeah. Uh, so I think a Darth Vader film would be really good to to do. A uh, great director to I do it. I think it'd be really good too. Uh, what, what director <laughs> would do that? Like, what director would be able brave enough to take on one of the most iconic villains in cinematic history? 
uh, David Ayer. Dave, don't tell me that. <laughs> that. That's too much, man. That's too much. I can see David Ayer doing a, like another story, but not like a Vader. I don't know. It needs to be somebody. It needs to be a veteran, like a hardcore veteran who could come in and do that. Yeah. Like Fincher. Like Fincher would knock it out of the park. Man. Oh man, can we be going through the Star Destroyer, Super Star Destroyer, the planet, the and, soil? <laughs> and his lightsaber battles would be insane. So yeah, I think, you think David, so. Oh yeah, I think David Fincher should do. Uh, yeah. To should he did do, do Fight Club exactly. Uh, he's done other great movies, you know. What I mean, not just Fight Club. Just kidding. Oh, the team from John Wick direct that thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> holy, we just hit the mother load. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, that needs to happen because there'd be a whole lot of action with the Inquisitors. Right. If you have the Inquisitors there, mm-hmm. Vader and then the remaining the Jedi, Jedi. Yep, I'll just have a final climactic battle and, and then you know, here's what you do here's what you do your killer cameo for the end of the movie is you bring back Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of this movie somewhere on Tatooine like he knows it's all happening but he can't do anything about it he wants to go out and fight and then oh. they announce oh by the way we have an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie and then that's also happening underneath this other movie where he wants to go help but him and Yoda are like Yoda's like we can't we can't do it you have to stay with the boy Dude, all right, we did it. We did it. <laughs> We're gonna announce this. This this podcast episode needs to go everywhere because Lucasfilm needs to hear this. I'm uh, just saying, man. Our little pitch. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna put that on here. We got a pitch for for Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they're not even gonna call it Vader. Not Darth Vader. They just call it Vader. Like that would make so much money. And like the teaser poster would just be like just the silhouette of his helmet. That'd be pretty. <laughs> I already got it, man. I already got it. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that would be so great. But uh, hopefully, we're getting Star Wars Resistance next, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Sorry, we didn't mean to go off on that crazy uh, tangent there. Oh man, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. You got me thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> got me really excited about it. Because I think we do know specific Jedi that survived. Yes, sixty six. Which uh, and then in Rebels, and like we said, like that would tie into Rebels because uh, yeah. Kanan's one of those that did survive. That would be a great surprise to have them live action shoot the Rebels characters. Yes. And I thought we were going to get a little bit of that in Rogue One, but. But we got Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> hey, which is awesome. Yeah. I was so. I remember I talked to Joseph, and Joseph was like, Yeah, you didn't see him? I was like, No. And I went uh, back, and I'm like, Oh, man, there he is. You can even hear him. And you're like, meh, 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 yeah. running, back, running around the background. Uh, so in episode nine, they could bring back Chopper, they could bring back Ahsoka. That would be nuts. Okay, well, yeah, an Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano movie. That would be oh, yeah. another big heavy hitter. Yes. Because the generation before us, they love her. Yes. Like, love her. Like, love her as much as we love the original trilogy. And get characters. the director of Wonder Woman. Get her on board. <sighs> Dude, that movie. Oh, my gosh. There it goes. Again, Lucasfilm, listen to us. We're telling you. Ahsoka, directed by... So, yeah, it's pretty much Obi-Wan, Vader, oh. uh, an Old Republic film... Mm-hmm. Ahsoka, I think that would be great. I would that would man, and then they would win back the fans so quickly. I think with that, yeah. the, the fans. I mean, mind you, we we keep talking about the fans. It's only a small percentage of these people who are leaving. Not everyone's leaving. Yeah. you know. So though those who did, and would, even would come the back. fans that are like bad mouthing and talking bad, they're still gonna pay money to watch these. Oh films. yeah, they're still gonna go watch them. Eventually, like, Lucasfilm is still gonna get their money. I always joke around when I'm like, you know, there's going to come a day when there's going to be a Star Wars movie that comes out I don't want to see opening day. <laughs> <laughs> but I will see it probably the next day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to pay. I don't even know if that's going to happen, James. No, I mean, I it's going to be like, 
I'm gonna have to go to work and then hear people talk. No, no, that's no, not gonna happen. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go see every Star Wars movie the day it comes yeah. out because I yeah. have to. I have yeah. to. But uh, so I think we're think we're good. I think we did a yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was a pretty good podcast. Thank y'all for listening to our craziness and all our all our listeners out there. We thank you from Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Overcast. Thank y'all very much for listening and thank you for your comments y'all are leaving. It's pretty cool. Yeah, some really good comments. <laughs> some really good and comments. Feedback. And uh, and please leave us more. Please uh, leave us some more comments. Subscribe, like, share us. Uh, let's spread the word about this Darth Vader movie because I think this would be really cool. And yeah. y'all were the first to hear it. Y'all were the first to hear our crazy <laughs> Darth Vader pitch. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, thank y'all for listening. And we'll be back next week with another amazing topic. So, um, uh, yeah, may the force be with you. Always. Always.